0: Your weekly recap for HBO's rough draft of uh, "Pimps Up, Hose Down," a Game of Thrones. Um, I am Doug. With me, as always, is Brian. Brian, do you remember um, "Pimps Up, Hose Down" on HBO? Are you kidding? Down the magic wand? Are you kidding me? And what was it? The uh, teacher, school teacher, school teacher. Yeah, was that her name? Uh, I'm not. I don't remember that. Yeah, sure. No. You don't. You don't remember the school teacher from Pimsobo's town. Anyway. No, uh, Bishop Don the Magic Wand. Uh, this week, uh, we have another shameful guest. Um, and he goes by the name of? The Jermaine. Was Jermaine. <laughs> I'm not going to be call- be able to call you Jermaine all night. All right. So, uh, Jermaine, um, tell us a little bit about your history with the show slash books. Are you a book reader, a show watcher? When did you get into it? All that.
1: Well first off, you two say Jermaine to the story like every five seconds, so I figured I'd just call myself Jermaine. Okay. To make you do that. Uh, this
2: is gonna be very confusing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never read a book, only watched a show. That's pretty period. evident. <laughs> and uh but I'm good, I'm good. I do I do a lot of YouTube uh theory research. Yeah. And uh, Is that how
0: you get better at uh, Overwatch as well? It is. That's pretty good. That's how I murder with a monkey man. Yep. All right, so uh, so you are only show watcher, and when did you get into the show? Like uh, immediately, or did you, um, you know, join late? Like uh, After Brian. season
1: one was done, I uh, watched it uh, via HBO Go, and I was hooked right after that, and I think I watched the whole first season in a day and a half.
0: <laughs> oh, so why so why did you, uh, why, what was the delay? Who got you into it, or why did you not jump on board right away? I guess I just didn't pay attention,
2: and I don't so have cable. You,
0: yeah, so. and you read about it on EW or something?
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, cool. Alright, so uh, this is Jermaine. Um, I'm sure everything yes. he says will be, um, what's the word I want to use, relevant to uh, what we're talking about today.
2: I was going to say stupid bullshit, but I did want to I did want to back up real quick. It is funny that you uh, brought up a pimp movie in the introduction, in that this is the uh, episode where Robert starts slapping around Cersei. It's kind of a, a germane to the to the show.
0: Yep. <laughs> Drink. All right, yeah. so um,
2: let's a get into. Big fan of it.
0: Uh, sexual deviant behavior. Oh wait, uh, before, before we get into it, let's just overall impressions of this episode. I'll go first. Uh, not. I liked it. I thought it was a good uh, building episode. Um, it was solid, if you want to say. Um, I didn't think it was exceptionally uh, intriguing or great, uh, but it's just building on what has already been come, come before it as far as all the intrigue or what's going to happen. Um, yeah, it was solid.
2: I, I agree. I think it's a middling episode, but uh, it's still a middling episode of Game of Thrones. is still just about as good as anything else on TV.
1: All right, Jermaine. I disagree. I think it's a really good episode. Ooh. When, 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 when you haven't read anything, this is your story-building show. Yeah, and it connects all the dots, and you start learning about more stuff. So, as uppity book readers, you guys may not think it's great, but when you're just watching the show and paying attention, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, it's uh definitely things uh it's a definitely a tipping point in this uh episode and I'll point it out. Uh but yeah, this is like the point of no return. Like everything uh before what happens at, towards the end of this episode, uh they can undo the coming like you know, uh apocalypse uh that's happening to Westeros that we deal with the fallout even now. Um they could have held it all together until uh this episode, I would say. So, let's get right into it. All right, so we start off in King's Landing, and Ned awakens from, uh, you know, being stabbed in the leg, uh, to find King Robert and Cersei hovering above him. Um, you know, they're bickering. Ned lies and says that uh, uh, his wife took Tyrion on his command, um, and then Cersei bicker back and forth, and it just goes on like that until Cersei finally insults Robert for being uh, a lady, says he should have worn a dress. And Robert, uh, you know, well within his rights, <laughs> men's rights.
2: Well, she woke the she woke the dragon.
0: <laughs> she did wake the um, male deer, stag, I guess. And stags, as they do, will uh, slap their mates. So he backhands her, and we get this. Uh, we get this infamous line about, you know, I will wear this as a badge of honor, and he says. As long as you're wearing the greatest
1: violence. line, the greatest line in the show to date.
0: <laughs> right, you know, we we do a lot of uh, you know poo-pooing the showrunners for their violence against women, um, but this is straight from well the well-deserved. Not well-deserved, but I mean, it's Cersei. No, women, so...
1: women, women are well-deserved of the
0: violence. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught it. Yeah, but uh, no. In all seriousness, um, you know, Cersei. Uh, it's hard to feel sympathetic towards her, like. Um, I'm not saying she deserved to get hit, but like the line is, is so good. Like it was like a, a great comeback. If somebody says like your mama joke and you come back with another one, that's even better or more. Oh shit. Right. Exactly. That's what Ned should have been like. He's been like, Oh shit. wearing in silence. Oh (laughs) fuck. Um, but, um, yeah, afterwards Kings Roberts, King Robert just laments how he's in this hard position and he doesn't want to make a decision. He doesn't want to punish Jamie Lannister because he's in debt to his dad. Um, so he's like you guys just all forget it and he just wants everybody to move on basically showing that he just isn't king material and he doesn't want to be a king he just wants everything to go away and to be easy and he's drinking um but he does reinstate ned as the hand of the king and uh ned brings up danny one last time and robert says no you know don't i don't want to hear any more about it uh and ned shuts his mouth so he doesn't protest really after that and then he announces to Ned that he's gonna go hunting for a while to clear his head.
2: Yeah, right. When this is like all of the, he should know. If he had any common sense, he'd know that this is gonna be a shitstorm. And so, what does he do? He fucking leaves. Robert all right. Baratheon. I mean, yeah. this is what he does. I mean, he
0: he gets drunk and he forgets. Like, uh, uh, he he's running away from the responsibility. Like, uh, you know, an uh, obstinate teenager who doesn't want to, you know, realize the truth. Um you know it's 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 sad it's weak but at the same time like i said i don't think he ever wanted to be the king i, I think this is kind of just thrust upon him and you know it's just too much for him he's just doesn't want to deal with it yeah, he just I, wants everybody to be nice to each other he's like why I can't couldn't we all yelling. get along
2: i couldn't figure out why the hell he's he's letting cersei even be there for this this interaction i mean she's clearly a a uh, rabble-rouser uh, I don't know why I didn't just tell her to like not be there in the first place. You know
0: that makes sense. It's not yeah. like they're friends and they hang out all the time. So uh, that yeah, it's a very good point. Um, but, but whatevs. I mean, we get this this scene and there's more conflict between them. So uh, not really much to say about this besides it just resets. It, it follows up with the fallout, immediate fallout of how we ended last week's episode with the um, assault on Ned uh, by Jamie Lannister in the streets.
2: Yeah, and they're moving towards the eventual war between the Lannisters uh, and, and the uh, and the Starks. You know, it 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 it's taking the steps to get there. It just seems like it is kind of slow at sometimes. But again, I think that's through the lens of of the rewatch where we know everything.
0: I, I want to say something that like even when I read the books the first time, I didn't think it was all out war. I mean, it seemed like just some squabbling families. Like there were little skirmishes and battles. But it really didn't feel like an all-out war because there was some some like semblance of order and peace and people staying out of it. It just seemed like, I guess that's what a war is, is just battles between um, armies. Uh, but it just didn't seem like a full-on, uh, the grandeur of it. It didn't seem like a full-on war to me, or at least that's the impression I got when I first read the books. But it is. It's, you know, people killing each other. People, uh, as we get to later on, they're, Ravaging villages and small folk are dying. Um, so it's a full-on war, but I just didn't see it as such. I don't know
1: Sure, there's there's three things with this scene that I think are relevant first is are oh, you mean Jermaine? Yes, that's me. Okay uh, first being uh, Robert reiterates how he you don't get to choose your family and he doesn't choose his brothers, and he doesn't love his brothers, but he loves Ned. And I think that just solidifies the bond that he feels with Ned, and how much he really does care for him. Right. And he, uh, you know, between Ned and Cersei in the room, who left the room? Well, Ned can't walk, but, he, you know, Cersei went away. And... Uh, Wait. I already forgot.
0: Wait. Okay, so you can have time to think about the third point by reiterating the uh, second point. So, Cersei bailed on Robert. Is that what you're trying to say and Ned didn't? Or, like, why? why what does Cersei leaving the room have anything...
1: Well, it, you know, after the fact, after she leaves the room, you know, he says, I shouldn't have done that because he knows he shouldn't hit his queen, all that kind of stuff. He's in like, I'm going to hear but, all about it later. But no, but then he goes and tells Ned, you know, Ned's really the most important person to him. Well, you know, he wants him to be the hand and all that, but deep down he says, You're my brother. I have brothers, I don't love them. But
0: Right. And and let's let's not forget, yeah, that's a good point. This guy is an incredibly lonely uh person. Like he doesn't feel like he has any friends or anybody he relates to. And you're right, it seems like Ned's the only person, which is sad because he didn't have Ned for seventeen years. Like Ned was off in the north doing his own thing and he was alone in King's Landing, so it's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, you guys get after Rob about not being a king and not being kingly material, but it's because he's probably not supposed to be. Like, but he's in yeah, charge yeah. and he has no choice.
0: I agree. There's a lot of uh King Robert hate, and I don't uh feel it as much as a lot of people do. I feel like you know, obviously he's a Bro or you know, jockey and um but that's that's fine. That's that's what he he was a warrior. Uh, He was never meant to be a king. It was just kind of, you know, uh, he was kind of thrown into the position. Um, So I feel a little bit of sympathy for him. What was the third thing? Did you think of it?
1: Uh, My goal in life is to use that line on Brian. Just slap him in the face one day. and (laughs) Wear it in silence. Wear it in silence or I'll honor you again. Bring it on,
2: Dinko. I'm ready.
0: All right, Brian, tell us what happens next.
2: So uh, moving on, we go to uh, Danny, and she's looking at her eggs, as you do. Uh, For unexplained reasons, she places one in a fire. I don't know. Maybe she wanted some hard-boiled eggs. I don't know what her deal was. Um, Then she is going to take it out when one of her handmaids walked in, and she's not burned. But her handmaid is when she grabs the egg. So we get some hint that Danny is, uh, I guess, mystical or fireproof. And it ties into a later scene where uh, various – not very. Uh, Viserys is killed, uh, because he's not fireproof.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, he he could have been suffocated by uh, gold as well. But anyway, um, yeah, it. I think the important thing is that she is more in touch with instincts. I guess if you want to say, for lack of a better word, you're right. She comes. She has this weird urge to do this that seems to come from nowhere. Um. Yeah. So she's more in touch with her, I guess, Targaryen side. Um, that you know, instinctually, somehow she knows that the dragon eggs should be warm because that's how I mean that in human sacrifice is how they end up being uh, born later in the season. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So yeah, it, it, it makes sense a little bit, but uh, yeah, just a little scene. Not much is going on. Um. So then we it's go. It's just story. It's story
1: building. It's the you know. I I didn't know that the books uh, that she wasn't fireproof. So. Oh uh, so she
0: uh, is not in the uh, books.
1: Yeah, but in the show, it's just building that she can. You're like, oh, she's picking up stuff out of if fire. I was
0: fireproof as her, and I like fully realize it, like she did in season six. I would have like a couple of uh, servants, I guess, for better word, just like uh, like put a bed of coals in front of me everywhere I walk, just to like freak people out and just really sell that whole fireproof thing. Um, you know, you might have to be naked all the time because your clothes will burn off, but like you know. It's basically like a WWE um, introduction. Every time I walk in a room, I'm just gonna jump through flames. <laughs> like here I am, motherfuckers. Can you imagine how much you would have gotten laid in college? Yeah, if I could walk through flames.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yep. You made yep. more than he already did? Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, so uh, then we go to Bran, and he's in a dream, falling to Three Eyed Raven. It was he fall It looked like he was falling the Raven into the crypts.
0: Yep. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And which so that has some deeper f-
0: meaning. We'll talk about that in a minute.
2: Yeah. Um so then he wakes up to Hodor as the new saddle. Uh too Theon, soon. Too soon. Theon and, and Rob are watching him prance around. Um Theon's attempting to go Rob into fighting the Lannisters uh when they realize that something is amiss. Um Brad is set upon by some brigands. Uh there's a fight uh or they, actually there's some exposition there about White Walkers, which I don't know that we know. White Walkers were the things that we saw in the first, the very first scene of the series. I'll at least lets you know that people are fleeing the North. Something really bad is going on up there. Uh, Rob steps in, uh, and then Theon saves the day after some fighting. And uh, I didn't. I, I, they end up killing everyone except for all of the uh, wildlings, with the exception of Asha,
0: Osha, Osha. Yeah, Professor Osha, Umbridge yeah. from the Harry Potter movies. So, uh, oh, I don't know. I do not watch that because I'm an adult. Um, so
2: they end up taking her. I don't. I didn't understand why they didn't just freaking kill her. Like, why would they even take her?
0: Uh, you know, they're honorable people, and she was a woman. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, let's go back. So you you said uh, they mentioned the White Walkers, and uh, in the beginning, obviously as show watchers for the first time, you might not have picked it up. But the uh, the guy who got beheaded before he did get lose his head said that they were White Walkers that were chasing him. And that's why he oh, okay. ran. So he did use those words and it was concretely linked to the creatures that we saw in the first episode. Gotcha. Uh, but regardless, yeah. Um I, I think this whole scene is summed up by Theon's a good guy sometimes. Uh this is why we're conflicted about him, because he is a uh privileged, entitled little shit and, you know, a very much a bro um who treats women badly and is just cocky and obnoxious. But he's given um Rob some decent advice I mean he does as a lord you can't suffer insults or us you know your bannermen will rebel against you so he has to do something
2: yeah but I don't think that it's it's Rob's place to start a war I mean Ned is still the head of the family well let's face and, it
0: Ned is the head yeah. of the family but he's thousands of miles away his mother is the number two person and she's fucking in the goddamn Erie. so he's all alone up there with nobody but Theon and whatever Maester Lewin uh to help advise him i mean he's all by himself and he's on the cusp of manhood like in the books he's 16 like where they think you know somebody's a full on you know adult now um right. so uh, i don't know um i don't think but, it's
2: good advice uh, but you know that's me yeah well no, but i'm i'm
1: glad i'm glad you brought up theon because every as you watch the show theon's just a piece of shit now right but well, when you go back and watch the season 1 he was a, he was a good dude
0: he was
2: a he was a conflicted. he, really, he was
0: a great character for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean but on top was, of that,
2: you know he hung it as well. Yeah. Well now I he appreciate
0: does, I appreciate his penis. Well he now he, he has do. no penis and the only way he can have sex with somebody else is to shiver scissor me tempers. Yeah. There you go.
1: But uh, but like he He legitimately was a good dude and you get you get a little bit of that now in the end when you know he's saving Santa and stuff but back then he's like no you can't do this, you gotta you got to protect your family. You got to protect the uh, Winterfell. You got to, you know, defend your family. And Rob's like, you're not my family. Yeah. As always, as everybody does. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. But they Dian- keep reminding him. legitimately
1: like, a good dude. Like, he had He could have been.
0: I think, like, it's that whole nature versus nurture thing. And people just, uh, he wants to be a good guy, but people still remind him that he's a fucking Greyjoy and his dad rebelled and he's not to be trusted, you know, and he's a hostage here. So like it it's one of these things where uh, you know, was he a monster or being treated people by being treated as a monster turned him into a monster. We'll never know. But um
2: The Jamie I, conundrum.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, Jamie's something else. We'll get into that later. But um yeah, exactly. Uh Theon rescues saves the day and gets shit from Rob for basically the same reason that they were having an argument before, uh Theon is all for being bold and making and taking action, whereas Rob is uh, arguing for caution. Um, you know, he's like, well, "You could have hit Bran. Uh, what if I don't? I can't go to war right now." It's the same argument. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, they just, they decide to save Ginny Weasley for some reason, and they all go home. Um, and you know, it just makes me seeing um, the girl who played Daedalus Diggle from Harry Potter in the show again just Jesus makes me think. Christ.
2: Just How makes old me are makes, you?
0: Just makes me hate the fact that they brought her back for all of five, ten minutes for season six and just killed her. Like, what a waste.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we exalted that. I mean, that, that thing was stupid. Yeah. So, anyways, we, we, we cut to the... Sex stuff,
1: but it was just murder <laughs> stuff.
2: Sure. <laughs> uh, which probably got you hard anyway. Uh, so then we go to... I interior. am now. <laughs> He's sleeping in the uh, sky cell. Almost rolls off the cell. He tries to call uh, Erie's, uh poet laureate Mord. Uh, Mord comes in, tries to negotiate his way out. No dice. Uh, real quick scene. Not much to it.
0: Yeah, did, was Mord beating Tyrion with a black dress sock? Or I don't r- know. What? A rubber shoe <laughs> toy. Like,
2: it looked like uh, like really shitty leather wrapped around something.
1: All I know is next time I see both of you, you're getting that to the
0: face. <laughs> I feel like that, like I, I, I don't know what the fuck that was. Like it, it could have been shitty and leather, but if every time it hit Tyrion, it sounded like wood, I would have been, I would have believed it. Or like, why would a jailer have a soft leather, like uh, chew toy, for lack of a better word, uh, and yeah. beat somebody with it? That's not. That's more like, oh god, that's annoying. Like that's not gonna hurt anybody.
2: It stuck out to me, too. It was very odd-looking. Right. It's it's my my
0: kind of
1: prison. You know, you get locked up and you get beat gently.
0: (laughs) You have lots of fresh air and sunshine. No, no, sir. No, sir. All right. So, yeah, there's not much to this scene besides, uh, you know, Tyrion's slowly attempting to take control of the situation. Um, I do like
1: that Mord's, no
0: gold. He's like, but I have no gold. And he just beats him. Yeah. I have a lot to say about Mord, but I'm gonna save it for the next uh, scene when we see him again. So um, after this, we go to King's Landing, and Arya's down in the dumps uh, because her dad's buddy Jor- uh, Jory is that the guy who got a knife Jory, in the yes. face? Yes. And she's all down in the dumps because people are dying. Serio's like, "Cheer up, Charlie," and uh, basically says that uh, when life gives you troubles, run away from them and keep training. Uh, or, you know, he's basically giving her some life advice about uh, you know, not wallowing in her misery and being productive Uh, that's good advice when life
1: gives you lemons, you make murder lemonade
0: yeah, you make, you take man shots and you squirt that lemon right in your eye before you take a shot of tequila but uh, he also says there's only one god, the god of death, so this is the first time we're getting that um Bravosi House of Black and White tie-in by Sirio. I mean it could just be because is from Bravos and a lot of people worship at the House of Black and White that he shares the belief of the the death cult that is the whatever the one god of death that the House of Black and White believe in. But uh thought it was interesting, but there's not much else to the scene. Not today, Doug. Not today. No, other than, than-
2: Ned should be arrested for being a shitty, neglectful parent by not already having sent his kids back to Winterfell by now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, as a, as a show watcher and non book reader, I just want to reiterate how cool Cyril Florel is. Yeah. And and every every scene he's in, he's awesome.
0: Who was it? Was and, it a uh, Kevin or um, face? Not Kevin. I don't know who Kevin is. But Face, was it the guy, or was it you, Brian, who said that they don't get why Sirio's so loved?
2: I, I, it was me. I, I, I mean, I understand. I, I, no, I did say I did understand. I just I didn't strike me as much as it seems to have struck other people. I like him. Stop, I mean, I don't he's a fucking
0: Mr. Y- Mr. Miyagi. He is this, like, 80s uh, character of an older man passing on his knowledge and wisdom, in the, specifically in the art of kicking ass. Yeah. So, like, who didn't have that fantasy uh, growing up in the 80s with all these movies about, uh, you know, uh, an older man taking a uh, taking a kid under his wing and doesn't want to do any sexy stuff. He just wants to pass on his knowledge about kicking ass. That's um, what Brian's
1: missing. That's why he doesn't like him that much.
0: Yeah. Thank you for putting in the disclaimer. Or maybe, I or, that. or maybe Brian had the sexy stuff hoisted upon him by an old man when he was a kid and he just wants none of it
2: yeah 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 molesting children's real funny um so moving on we go to the scene where (laughs) danny is eating a horse heart uh i don't they i guess they kind of tell you in the 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 show but in the book they get more clear that this is like a a big ceremony yeah it's a fertility uh,
0: ceremony yeah
2: exactly uh it was i I thought it was stomach churning i couldn't watch it. it's really gross but whatever um so the uh Viserys is there he's speaking to uh Jora um and Viserys becomes upset that uh first Danny's not an actual Targaryen presumably because she's not uh the product of incest or I'm sorry Danny's baby will not be a true Targaryen because it's not an incest baby
0: No I think uh, it's more because it's not the male line Gotcha Well
2: it could be both of those things because Targaryen's that's... are known for breeding with each other. Sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. they declare uh that Dani is carrying or she declares that she's carrying the stallion that will mount the world. Um pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to think of a horse fucking in a planet. I don't know. That's just me. Jesus. Uh, so that's where glaciers come from. Yeah. What? <laughs> um so this this whole scene was kind of long and gross the series makes a comment about how he um the the people there. oh no actually that's in the next scene i think where he mentions how uh danny's in control of these people and they love her and nobody's ever shown him any amount of love even though he thinks he's king shit of fuck mountain
0: yeah we'll take a, uh, we'll take a break because it it splits off and it goes right into yeah. another scene but uh yeah i i think just like the fellatio scene the whoever the producer was was in the mixing booth and it's just like mm, can we get the lip and the mouth noises a little bit higher when she's eating that heart i mean the fact that she's covered in blood like all over her face and she has a you know giant heart and she's eating it is is enough we didn't need the like we didn't need that shit um it's just fucking gross um, so Let, let me, you, you read it in the book and
1: you're fine with it. Or do you have these same emotions and gagging reflexes when you read it in the book?
0: Uh, as no, opposed I, to
1: all of a sudden you see it on screen and you're like, Oh my God, this is so gross. I think when can't, I read it in the it book here? I
0: had, uh, it, it was more descriptive. And I was like, she, uh, George Martin describes eating the heart as being like, like almost like a, like a first person perspective. Like it was stringy and it was like lukewarm. Uh, and it was tough. And I started imagining like, you know, a poorly cooked uh, meal of beef stroganoff getting, you know, and like the, where the beef comes apart and sticks between your teeth, like uh, so much bad floss. Uh, it was pretty gross reading it uh, as well, but like it's just something about mouth noises. Like when people like, you know, chew with their mouth open, like thump, thump, that makes me sick. When people like take a squig of Coke and go, ah just like the commercials, that makes me want to vomit. There's just something about mouth noises that I'm not a fan about. Regardless. <laughs> but we get scientific uh proof that Dan is having Danny is having a boy. Um and that proof is a whole bunch of uh you know, weirdos saying that is true.
2: It was I thought this scene was strange looking because it seemed like they were short on extras. Uh i I would have thought there would have been more people there, but maybe it's just specific people. Uh it just seemed like it it wasn't populated correctly, but I, I might be That might have just been me looking at it funny.
0: No, it's definitely production value. I mean, they can't. If this is the entire like um, horsey civilization, like their like capital, this tent would have been a lot bigger. Yeah, horsey town. Yep. I do want to. I do want to bring up a point that you you guys hate on
1: Viserys a lot, but he's he's and yeah, he's a dragon. Everybody hates him, but man, his whole family was massacred and he's been chased his whole life since. And
2: I will not stand for any Viserys defense. No, not, no, I, will no. def- I will defend Viserys.
0: <laughs> he is the rightful king of Westeros, number one. Uh yes. Well, number two, he does build a little bit of sympathy for himself in the next scene, uh, sincerely. Uh so I'll I'll take you through that. So uh the series, after they herald uh Danny's child as being the stallion that jizzes on the world uh he escapes off and goes to danny's uh private quarters and tries to steal her dragon eggs he is confronted uh and ultimately stopped by jorah uh but before this Visery gives this speech about you know how how he he's you know he's supposed to rule no one's ever given him the amount of love that the people in the tent gave to danny and he doesn't know how he's going to rule without love fear or wealth which is a pretty astute observation uh, where he falls apart is that he is just shitty about how he's going to get one of those things, uh, by stealing from his sister. He's going to try to get wealth and steal the dragon eggs, um. Yeah. But I, I, I do, you know, I, I would say this is the most pity I've had for this series the entire, um, season. I guess because you know it it must suck. You're right. I, his whole family was killed. He was supposed to be the heir apparent to. Um his, you know, a uh, line, a whole line of three hundred years worth of Targaryens after his older brothers Rhaegar got killed in the, the Mad King. It was him. And he feels yeah. like a fucking failure. And you know, it sucks to be him. It's not his fault. I mean, he's but a shitty y- little weasel. He's probably born. Yeah, that but way. I
1: mean, even you saw still when Ned tried to talk about Targaryen to Rob, he's like, No, fuck it, they're all dying. So that's what he's been having to deal with his whole life is just being chased and killed. But at he's the same time, a, he's kind I can of a dick. That. He's kind of a dick, but you know,
0: he's a, he's just a weasel. He's he's uh you know he's not uh, a swordsman. He doesn't command respect. He's a uh, a sniveling little shit, and that's just I think what the, happens. The problem sometimes.
2: is this is the first episode where he's shown any degree of self.
0: Uh, I agree.
2: Uh, of self awareness. Yeah, it's hard to like somebody that that is that oblivious.
0: Right, and and he's like uber self aware, which is uh. Mm-hmm a little strange but yeah they didn't they didn't put us on his side until now which is kind of crazy um but other than that uh where do we go next Brian? uh next we are off to back to the sky cell and
2: Tyrion's again reasoning with reasoning with Mord um I don't know why he didn't just give him the stupid rings he had on presumably those would be enough to get him to uh in front of uh great point uh, yeah. Yep. So, but, anyways, uh, that some uh, the, is able to inform more how rich he is. Uh, he says he wishes to confess his crimes. Go to the throne room. Get to see the idiot tit sucker. Um, Tyrion uh, confesses to a list of silly things. It's almost like this scene was stolen from the Goonies, uh, where where Chunks <laughs> confessing the puking on <laughs> off the balcony and all that stuff. Um, and then he's some odd ones thrown in there, like he jerked off into a turtle soup that his sister. Eight, yeah. which was fucking gross.
1: Yeah,
2: it's I, great. I think they brought up that jackass in the honeycomb and a brothel thing a couple yeah, of times because Series. somebody yeah.
0: somebody in I was listening to one of the review podcasts and uh for, for season 6 and he brought it up when he was trying to talk to uh whoever those people in Marine were, uh Grey Worm and Missandy. Like remember when he was trying to make light, he tried to tell jokes, remember that awful scene? Yes, that's right. Before he got interrupted, he said there's one where he goes into a brothel with a honeycomb and a a goat or whatever, and he gets interrupted again. So I think that's a nice show invention, uh, and I'm glad they uh, you know, did a callback to it, so that's kind of cool. One thing I do want to point out is just Mort is so terrible of an actor. He's just so (laughs) fucking bad. Like, it's definitely somebody – it's like – The D and D, it's one of like it's like the brother who like, you know, one of them maybe Dave or Dan is just like you know my brother just wants to be an actor. We should just put him in this 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 fucking role as Mord. And understand Mord's supposed to be you know a simple man, maybe you know has some brain damage or some cognitive issues, but it's got a sweet scar on his forehead. He's just so overdone and playing opposite of Dinklage. And Dinklage is there saying, you know, playing it and doing a great performance of comedically saying, you know, possession is sometimes an abstract concept and like seeming, uh, I don't know, just acting. And then you have Mord who just is overplaying his dumbness and they probably, you know what I think happened? They replaced whatever his uh, real weapon was with that sock because he kept hitting Tyrion way too hard. And Dinklage is like, listen, (laughs) you can't. You gotta pretend to hit me, bro. You can't just hit me. Uh, so I really think <laughs> Mort is a fucking. He takes me out of it. He's a fucking joke. Um, uh, what else did I want to say?
2: In in, in in a show of
1: like realness, he is kind of a caricature. I'll give you that. Yeah,
0: he's a cartoon. He, character. He, he,
1: he's he's the crazy jailer. Beats you and all that, that
0: stuff.
1: Uh, but still, I love no no gold and just hit you with a sock as
0: good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, I uh I did write uh, uh something else about this scene. So, during the um he Tyrion's smart, you know, obviously that's his one character trait uh if you know, above all else. So and, he dem- penis. and having a large cock for a small man. But uh he demands a trial by combat and he demands Jamie represent him. But then Lysa says no, the trial will happen today.
2: I yeah, like, we actually—I didn't get to describe the, the entire scene yet.
0: Oh well, uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me, all to help. You're, you're doing it right, right now. Ahead. So go. go right, no, no, right. no, no, please. Continue. <laughs> all right, so you're better at it, anyways. Nobody wants Brian to talk. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, tiresome. So, uh, yeah, Lysa says they, they're—he's going back, mocking. He's talking about commit uh, all these injustices that he's done throughout his life, but it's—it's it's making mock of the whole situation, which is what he wants to do and how this whole thing is, you know, unjust him being held for crimes without trial. Um and he says, you know, the king's is is this how the king's justice is done? Um and he demands a trial. She says, "Well, my crazy idiot titsucker boy, here will hear your claims." And he's like, "No, I don't want that kind of a trial. I want a trial by combat." Says he names uh Jamie as his champion after a whole like 10 people in the crowd want to represent, um, Lysa Aaron. Um, but for some reason, Lysa says, no, the trial is going to be today. Fuck you. And I was like, wait a minute. Can she just make up? It's just this bullshit rule. She does seem like to make that up. Like I understand, like I have friends that are uh, lawyers, not anybody. We that's here on the show, But I have friends that are lawyers, and, like, over time, they probably think of all sorts of when they write these rules and laws, they probably come up with all sorts of contingencies. But it seemed like she's just making up this bullshit rule, like, the trial has to happen today. Um, And it made me think of, like, little kids that play, like, War in the Backyard, and they're like, oh, I shot you. And and you're like, no, you missed me, and now I have a bazooka. Bam, I just killed you. (laughs) Like, it seems like these, like, the higher-ups, like, Lysa's just making this up as she goes. Like, why even have a trial, say... Oh, we'll have a trial by combat, but um, you know, you have to climb this wall, or um, maybe we'll do it with your feet tied. Like it doesn't. Well, I make think any sense. I think it's I think it's like you, you can, It doesn't
1: seem to be wherever you are because this has happened multiple times. You can just be accused of whatever, and you just go trial by combat. Happened in King's Landing, and it happens here. Right, but like if you that. choose
0: trial by combat, there's other circumstances like time does the yeah, trial exactly. by combat happen immediately or do you get some time? Because I think they, well, that's the thing. Like if you see their faces, when he says trial by combat, they're both like, Oh fuck. But it seems I to be up he to just the, said that. it seems to be up to the ruler or the person that's, uh, how do you describe this? The plaintiff or the defendant? I don't care. The one that's accusing the rulers seem to have the, all the time in the world. Because when Tyrion is accused of killing Joffrey, uh, Cersei, runs for uh sir gregor who's miles away and calls him back to king's landing and they fucking wait for him so it seems like I this whole time constraint he, is just made up by
2: yeah it's all these things are determined by the person in power i mean i think it's the simple explanation
0: but then the yeah, person seems, in power seems is be, just a fucking moron if they lose because they could have come up with all sorts of circumstances to rig the game in their favor
1: I see, it seems to be like Trial by Combat's accepted anywhere in the realm. Like, oh, shit, he said Trial by Combat. we got to stay true to that. But then it's like, fuck it. Do it today. Or do it in the next minute.
0: Right. I'm, Go. Yeah, exactly. I, I think You that- get a numchuck, you get
1: a pork chop. Go. Fight. And then uh, that's
0: it. Yeah, she, that would have been awesome if they would have said, okay, it's Trial by Combat, but uh, it's all done with, uh, you know, I don't know, like chicken wings, sharpened chicken wings, or like you have to be in mud. Or, like, whatever is going to give the person that the ruler wants in power uh, a better outcome. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like this whole thing is well-defined. Yeah, it seems like you stay
1: true to the rule, but you can implement it how you want kind of thing. Right, Yeah, you get your trial, but...
0: All right, so I've I've beat a dead horse. Um, Your fate. Right, so here we go. We're going to, uh, on a hog hunt, and... Oh, wait, 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 wait. One question. Okay,
1: is there any reason that uh, uh, Lisa picks that one dude, Sir Varies or what, whatever his name is?
0: I don't know. It like was she Sir specifically Varys. calls him out. Yeah, it she's was like, Sir-
1: "I want you to fight. Why are you not voluntary?" he's like, "All right, I'll do it."
0: I don't know. In the, in the books, it's curious as well. So curious, and he's even more reluctant than the books. He's just like, "I don't know. I don't really want to do this." um so it's it's strange that she calls him out maybe he knows something about i uh, know that that would imply that uh lisa aaron is more uh conniving than she comes off maybe he i was gonna speculate that maybe he knows too much about john aaron's death uh but she's not smart she wouldn't be planning to lose this fight you would think um i don't know I mean, Brian, I, do you have any thoughts yeah. on that
1: I was wondering if there was a book angle on that because I was
0: just no. like,
2: all, all these people volunteer, and she's like, no, I want. What? What about you? You jerk. Maybe Why, he's, he's not just he's the best fighter. I mean, I, I don't think there's a specific reason.
0: Um, well, at least not one that's made uh, clear. Certainly, certainly. Okay. And we can't we can't pass
1: over the fact that Braun's in the scene and Braun's the king, should have fucked Mountain. Yeah, he's he, awesome he, again. Oh, he's yeah. like, I'll do it, I guess. Yeah. He's just a gambler. He took, uh,
2: yeah, exactly. He took a fifty cents motto: "Get rich or die trying." Yeah. I mean, he saw the opportunity there, and uh, he he t- took the opportunity. Of course, we don't know if he's ever actually gotten paid anything, even like six seasons later. Yeah, <laughs> he just keeps getting empty promises. Poor Lannister Samantha. doesn't always seem to pay his debts. Yeah, they do.
1: It's it just, just on their own
0: timeline.
2: Yeah.
1: The best was like when Braun had that dude right by the moon door, he just stares at everybody and stabs him right in the fucking neck.
0: We're not there. Spoiler alerts. It's- All right, guys, uh, we may spoiler what's happening in this episode um, in this review. Sorry, your one and only spoiler warning. All right, so we go to the middle of the woods. We're on a hog hunt, and King Robert's being hilarious, uh, and he's hanging out with his crew. <laughs> and I don't know why he took his brother. Uh, I guess Barrison has to be there because he's a king's guard, and he's guarding the king and Lancel has to be there because he's a squire, but I don't know why Renly's there. Anyway, King Robert's talking about the good old days and just generally being a, you know, a laugh riot, and Renly just loses it and gets sick of his uh, talking about making the eight, etc. But I don't know why he's such a stick in the mud. Uh, We'll get back to that in a second. But he runs off, and, um, you know, uh, Lancel's trying to get Robert drunk. Um, I have I have several things to say about this scene, but I'll let you guys go first.
2: I, I think you about encapsulated it. I mean, later we kind of learned that Lancel is involved in in what is to come, but there wasn't a whole lot to the scene.
0: I just I, I, I kind of over Robert's uh, braggadocio, but that's just me, right? I mean, it's obnoxious, but I don't see why Renly loses it. It it seemed like Luke, Renly reacted like he personally insulted somebody Renly knew or cared about and he was just talking about the good old days uh it's not like like king or his brother Renly lost somebody to the mad king or any of the other Targaryens I don't know if he's just throwing a hissy fit that his brother isn't taking his position as the king seriously maybe that's it maybe I'm inventing that to make that fit but that's not very clear
2: yeah I'm not inter- I'm not entirely sure why it I mean there are they are brothers I'm sure he hears this shit all the time and if his brother's there getting drunk all the time and repeating the same stupid stories over again where Renly is more of a man of the people and would be offended that someone uh, is taking advantage of the little people then uh, I could see him being annoyed I don't. I just don't know what the what yeah the, uh, annoyed but I, don't, I can see yeah. like
0: you know guys guys up.
1: guys it's cause, it's cause he's gay
0: yeah I guess he's talking
1: about plowing the kingdom and he's like maybe all of us don't want to plow the kingdom maybe some of us like dudes out there but it still Robert. doesn't make
0: any sense like it's do you think not... there's a? Do
1: you think there's a male? The the eight the eight nations or whatever it's called. It's like Robert. I'm tired of hearing about you. <laughs>
0: yeah, making the eight dudes. Yeah, yeah like it, That the eight seemed dudes. like you could. Like he, it seemed like Renly could partake in that thing and be like, yeah, you know, like. It, it, I I don't know why he's offended because yeah he could just transpose it and say yeah I I'd like to sleep with you know. Uh, eight different dudes from each of the you know seven <laughs> kingdoms in the Riverlands. That's cool too. Like yeah. it seemed like they'd be able to bond <laughs> over that, and they both like to throw parties and presumably you know enjoy themselves or be passionate people. I just so I don't see this rift. It doesn't make sense to me. No, uh, well, I don't know, think you, know, that-
1: you know what? Honestly, what I think it is is just that Robert can do this shit wherever he wants, whenever he wants, and people just have to say yes or no. And this is an actual brother, and right. his brother just doesn't put up with. Hey, shut the fuck up! We're tired of hearing about you talk about this shit, and that's why Robert says, "Hey, you're talking to the Kingstone." He's like, "Whatever, okay. asshole. You're just my brother."
2: And, and you know, uh, Renly could always just go, "Yeah, I've made the eight dudes," and just say, it really <laughs> 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 "Yeah,
0: whisper to like," and yeah. Barriston hears him, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Well, uh, I don't think he's actually out though. I mean, no, I of course I mean, he's not out. Yeah. He's definitely a closeted person to everybody except for Littlefinger. Um, yeah,
2: he should have been like, "Yeah,
0: I made the thirteen. Take that, Rob." But he, Think about that. I don't know. I just don't see why he's so pissed off. That's my that's a big big point. But also I do I do like I do like uh
1: just reminiscing on Selmy though, because you know, you, you catch up with him later in the seasons when he actually is like doing stuff, but when you watching it again and you see him like walking around and smirking and, and, and you know he's being the head of the Kings Guard, you're like, Oh yeah, he was he was dope shit.
0: Yeah, I wish they we've got would have got a sense of how much of a competent swordsman he was. It doesn't yeah. seem like we ever got that even in later seasons. He just gets killed by random you know, yeah, Knights of the dudes. Harpy or whatever. Dumb. He's still alive in the books. So read the books if you haven't. It's great. Anyway. What? Spoiler yeah. alert. I already gave my one and only spoiler alert. Um, That's for show
1: stuff, not book stuff. Come anyway, on.
0: Anyway, so one other, my other point here is that the whole uh, conceit in Lancel being there and getting Robert to drink is that it was part of Cersei's plot to assassinate Robert by getting Lancel to get him drunk and then killed by a boar. This seems like a terrible plot, and I don't buy it for a fucking second. Robert's been drunk a million times. Like, drunk past the point of no return. And yeah, it's not a good idea to go, you know, get drunk and go hunting. I mean, ask that guy that got shot by Dick Cheney. But the thing is, is she can't control the way the boar is going to react. I mean... Robert could be drunk as shit and hunting a boar and the boar just runs off. He's not going to, like, it's just a very weak assassination plot if we're supposed to take it for what it is. Um, But Cersei claims, you know, uh, takes um, credit for the death of her husband here uh, because he, you know, dies from being too drunk and getting attacked by a boar. Thoughts?
1: Wasn't the wine poisoned? Isn't that the whole point of it? He was just being poisoned from the start. and I Whether the boar did anything or not, he's still going to die.
0: That's a great. That's a great assumption, and that's my hypothesis. Like, it would have had to have been poisoned for for it to make any sense. And then, like, being killed by the boar was just like uh, cherry on top.
2: Well, that, I don't know that that would make any sense because that would. I mean, that would clearly implicate Lancel. Um, but what, but what if Cersei
0: even... doesn't give a shit? What if she's like, "Fuck Lancel."
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have an opinion either way on it. Alright, great. Yeah, yeah, I but didn't know
1: if anything thing, happened different in the books, but
2: No, the plan is the plan was stupid. Um But, but that's but I, that's I, how I, it's presented I to it us, right?
0: Yes. That Cersei had Lancel give him too much to drink in order to kill the king by getting attacked by a boar. I, yeah. I just think there's more to it somehow. Um yeah. Hey, you book readers, you tell me all I'm going by. Alright, well I, see. I will tell you. So the common theory is <laughs> in book five, uh uh Jon Snow up at the wall meets another warging guy that's a wildling, and he is able to control a giant boar uh with his mind. So people have speculated that the boar that killed Robert was controlled by the three eyed raven or um three eyed crow, whatever you want to call him. But Cersei he doesn't buy into that voodoo shit. man. Yeah, exactly. And even if it is, she did, they don't they're not in cahoots. Um They know money. They don't know magic stuff.
1: They don't care about that shit.
0: Yeah, I mean you got them you got the paper, it doesn't really matter. Alright, so where do we go next, Brian? Uh next we go to the throne room and Ned
2: is sitting on the throne. Um these peasants are coming in and crying. Um the peasant that is speaking at present was attacked. Uh the attackers left fish, which of course is the sigil of House Tully. Um, and by putting that, after asking some additional questions, uh, Ned realizes that it's Gregor Cl- Cl- um That sounds like someone we know, is, I think, it's his question. Gregor is referred to as Tywin's mad dog. Of course, we know he's into hacking up horses. And it's fun, it, this scene's hilarious in that little finger. Is just goading him all the entire time yep. and just saying like this stupid shit, like repeating obvious things. That's the symbol of your house, isn't it? Or a, <laughs> yeah, of your just, wife's house. Like just just transparently
0: saying shit. Uh, goading him into yeah. uh, taking action here.
2: And I don't see how Ned doesn't recognize that. I mean, other than he's might still be on the milk of the poppy and he's overwhelmed and he's kind of a rube. Um, so Ned issues a bench warrant for the capture of uh, of Gregor Cle- Clegane. He tells Barrick Dondarian to go get Gregor. Which, uh, what the fuck was that? That Barrick Dondarian? Who was that guy?
0: That was uh, draft one Barrick Dondarian. Yeah, that's a shitty
2: version of <laughs> Barrick
0: Dondarian. The second one's
2: I thought it was pretty badass. Um, so Ned strips the hand. Uh, um, sorry, the Hound... not the uh, Gregor of all holdings sentences them to death without a trial, which is kind of striking. Um, and then also summons Tywin. Says he has yeah. to be there within a fortnight, or he's a traitor. Is the answer for his bannerman, <laughs> and of course, um, Littlefinger follows that order up with a bold move and quite admirable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but he also says, "But you know, might I urge caution?" So you know, he's covering up pretty good. Uh, but yeah. yeah, this is the point of no return for the Lannister-Stark war. This is basically declaring war on the Lannisters. Um, this is the escalation that tips tips it over the edge here. Uh, By demanding that Tywin show up within two weeks, or get branded a traitor. That's,
2: I mean, Ned's effectively declaring war on the Lannisters. Right, and
0: he's doing it in Rob's name because Rob foolishly left and went hunting. So uh, it's just a bad time. I I do want to say it's kind of hilarious. Like you were you were mentioning that Littlefinger is doing all this goading, but like they don't trust the audience because at one point Littlefinger, like they're describing uh you know the mountain and the guy saying he stands you know foot taller than any man I ever said and could knock you know decapitate a horse and little finger goes um doesn't that sound like somebody we know and then they cut to the back of his head and then we get this obviously uh adr line a line that was recorded after the fact that said the mountain like as if <laughs> as if we didn't know who the fuck that was or like they had to really spell it out like uh I just thought that was funny, um, that it was so obvious. But, yeah. uh, To show people, it may not be the obvious. Yeah, but the fact the mountain, the guy we saw in the last episode that chopped the horse's head off.
2: It sounds like somebody we know.
1: (laughs) I just thought it was uh, funny. A couple of things. Did uh, the guys that come in and they're telling the story, was that all set up by Littlefinger? You know, dropping the fish and he's like, oh, isn't Tully House a fish and all that shit?
0: Uh, unclear, are the guys coming in? Uh, unclear in the show in the uh books it seems like they had many inaccuracies like uh they were uh setting up the mountain but that is not presented in the show at all. So I think we're supposed no, to I take it show, as what it is. Yeah, show, yeah absolutely. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Is it just
1: it just happened to be coincidence that they dropped a bunch of fucking fish? No, that after, that's after actually after they killed like everybody.
0: Yes, ex- they they did that on purpose to say that this was retribution for uh, Catelyn totally abducting Tyrion Lannister. Got it. Um, okay. It is what it is, the worst phrase in the fucking world, um, but it applies here. Um, anything else? No, no. Okay. I did I did have something. Oh, I go ahead. Okay, well, if you remember it, uh, get in a time machine and go back to five minutes ago because we're moving on. Okay, and then we're off to the Eerie, and I gotta tell you, uh, we get this trial by combat, and I fucking love this fight, and I think the reason I love this fight is because it has extensive environmental interaction. What I mean by that is there's swords bouncing off the columns, uh, Bron's throwing candlestick stands at the guy, and even bystanders at him. Uh, they're, you know, he's going upstairs, he's basically- Bron don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's- Bron doesn't give a fuck, he's just using the environment to his advantage, and at the center of it all is this fucking hole in the ground that's a pit to hell. Um, so I loved how it was very interactive. It was kind of like a stage of Mortal Kombat where you can, like... Not only can you do a normal fatality, but you can also knock him into, like, you know, the acid or into the pit. That was cool. Uh, but anyway, Braun wins by the old tried-and-true strategy of Rope-A-Dope. You know, you get the big guy to just tire himself out. And then when he's slow and tired, you take him out. And Braun finds the chinks in his armor... And slowly, you know, wounds him until he's done and then makes a show of killing him, uh which is pretty brutal. Because it was if you brutal. listen to the bystanders, there's people like shouting for mercy in the background. Um Could the guy have yielded at that point? He, yeah, he he could have. I mean, if he yields, um and he shows mercy, like it's up to you to like you know, I guess it's it's to the death or until somebody like gives up. Yeah. I would think. Oh, real quick! Real quick. I have to
1: jump in because I just remembered. Uh, last scene when Ned's in the hall and he asks a guy to go after the mountain at his place. Yeah, he he says Barrack Dondarrion, but that's yes. not.
0: Is that is that the Barrack Dondarian? Yes, it is. God damn it! God damn it, Germaine.
1: Because because I just remembered. I was like, that looks nothing like they the guy. They re-passed that, them. We talked about this. That does all the the Brotherhood of Banners shit. So he's a lord in this scene, but later on he's just a Brotherhood without. Or yeah because he's
0: branded a traitor so I'm sure because he was enforcing Ned Stark's laws the uh Lannisters when they come to power uh, disowned uh... him stripped him of lands and titles and all that shit just like uh, Ned did to um Sir Gregor a moment ago so basically he has no home to go back to and he's fighting a guerrilla war now because basically he has no fucking choice like i guess crazy well, was he, he, he crazy was he crazy, uh, crazy like brought to life no. over and
1: over again fighter at this point or just no afterwards? he's just
0: like a random uh you know fancy asshole that he's after for... this scene he's killed
1: like seven times and brought back to life seven times he's a fucking terrible fighter why are they wasting bringing back the life of that guy because all he does is keep dying
0: yeah but he's a lord so he's like the natural leader of the small folk and the people that are following him he's like you know he does take whatever a small band of people to go bring the mountain to justice but that's what basically turns out to be the guerrilla warfare um, kernel that sparks the the Doctors Without Borders, um, <laughs> fucking uh, campaign that we we know and love. All uh, right. But yeah, you know, they should. It would have been nice to see Boros of, uh, Thoros of Thoros of Mere at this point go, and you go with them, Thoros of Myr, You fucking fat drunk, um, you know, red priest, yeah. whatever. That would have been nice, but you know, they didn't do that. Okay, and then
1: back to current scene. I, I just like, uh, you know, everybody references all these great fighters throughout history, blah blah blah, and Jamie Lannister and stuff. But there's guys like Braun out there that don't have title, don't have landstone, whatever, and they can just fuck everybody up. I'm sure. And he shows a- that. And he shows that he's like he doesn't. He's like I don't want a shield. I don't want this and that. He kicks some candles down, fucking. Hamstrings this guy and stabs him right in the neck.
0: I'm sure there are several boxers right now training in these little shitty uh, boxing gyms around the world that could take on the heavyweight champion of the world and beat him. Uh, yep. But it's just because these people are small folk. bronze just you know some asshole who's making his way in the world. He doesn't have lands and titles, and he doesn't get the PR that Jamie Lannister does. You know that's that's basically it. And yep. he also doesn't feel uh, hamstrung by uh, following the rules because he doesn't have to defend the honor of his house. He doesn't have a house. That's you know, why proms. More the best. than likely, his mom was a whore with a fat ass. <laughs> Little Ansel. I don't know. So her. I tell myself. Yeah. Anything else to say about this uh, trial by combat? Besides, I think the whole thing is that trial by combat is just crazy. It's a crazy way to um, set up your laws and morality, but it really is. Might made right come to uh, systematically enforced. I would say, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I did in the book, didn't they? Like actually do the fight in in a different area than the throne room.
0: Uh, they might have. I don't remember. Yeah,
2: but I remember it just, it was a it, similar that, tactic. That whole,
0: the,
2: yes, absolutely. But I thought the the fight was cool, but it was also kind of silly at the same time. Um, you would think they have an area for this to actually happen. Uh, that people – I mean people have been hacked during this entire fight, bystanders, very easily. And in fact, uh, Bron actually threw a bystander at uh, – I love that At Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would like to say as well that the idiot titsucker was in prime idiot titsucker form. I asking, love that kid. Asking stupid questions like, is it over? Can I still make the little man fly? But that's, just, uh, that's Can I suck a titty? Can
0: I suck a titty? Yeah, yeah, please, please suck, suck a titty? titty. Yeah. But that's then, just course, rubbing it in the in their face that they they fucked up like that that yeah. Lysa and by proxy, um, uh, Catelyn yeah. fucked up.
2: Yeah. Then we also see at the end uh, Tyrion fetches his gold from Beard Burns and gives more to his goal the gold, which I, I would think it makes more to rich man now. But yeah. it also uh, it it does show that a Lannister always at least Tyrion always pays his debts.
0: You know what's awesome it. about in the books, uh, Dan um we go back to the eerie when sansa goes there in the books and mord reappears and he has a gold grill no lie <laughs> <laughs> no fucking lie he Hell yeah. used that gold he got from that's Tyrion. my wu that's my wu-tang brother right there uh um, i love that little and, detail they should have brought that in the show
2: and then i really like
0: uh Tyrion's unceremonious bow on the walk out oh, yeah. uh, because from... he's making fun of the whole situation this oh, yeah. whole like these people are lords, they're honorable, he's just like fuck you, I'm gonna like hoist you on your own petard. You know, this is you know, here's the respect you deserve. Fuck you guys. Um it's very punk rock. It's awesome.
1: Mike Mike drop i out.
0: Yep. Alright, where do we go from here, Brian? Uh then we go to Sansa and the Septa. Uh, Ugh.
2: Yeah, this, yeah, this was uh they were discussing hairstyles, Sansa's being a real sassy. They're doing needlepoint. Um, she was really annoying. I mean, I, I, I just, I never liked Sansa in the beginning of the series. Nobody, no good example does. of it. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, big pimp Joffrey shows up. Um, he's very sorry. God, that guy's face. I mean, that is the perfect casting. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty I've, good. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone who has a natural. I want to kick this guy in the face, face than that guy. But uh, he gives her a gift as, a, as an apology. Um, Sansa it's basically, what still Kobe Bryant married.
0: did, uh, yeah,
2: more or less. Giant. Yes, Sansa's still a rube. I mean, she's completely yeah. drawn in by this idiot Joff, and she should know who, who he is by now. Um, but she's—I think she's just in love with the idea
0: of of becoming
2: a queen. But not, not a whole lot to the scene. No, but no. yeah,
0: she is in love with ideals, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. He Joffrey's pretty aggressive here. He says, "Now you're my lady, and you will be until the end of my days," or some. Crazy fucking like very possessive, aggressive bullshit. Uh, yeah, but she loves it. She's soaking it all up. But yeah, uh, uh, there's Sansa defenders out there, and you can defend her being just like a spoiled little girl. I mean, she basically was raised to be a princess for shit's sake. Um, but like, this no- is this is what I think. The Starks get. Everybody loves the Starks. The show
1: started with the Starks. You're, you're defenders of the Starks. The Starks got everything they deserve because they did really stupid shit. Sansa does this arc where she's she's awful to begin with, and then she's doing this thing right now where she's everybody's on her side again. She's taking back the North. You know we got to fight for it, and I feel like it's gonna come back around, and she's gonna do something really shitty next season. Whether it be with Littlefinger or, like...
0: That's definitely coming because, like, there's... She's gonna do so shitty again. They're definitely stoking the flames between her and uh, John, the new King of the North. So there's gonna be some conflict there, and, you know... And you should just
1: hate Sansa, the whole time, because she's been shitty the whole time. I I will say... Okay, go ahead. And for Joffrey to... Like, Joffrey's just been shit the whole time, like, don't fucking look at me giving her stink eye. And then he comes in, and he's like... Hey baby, I love you. You're the greatest thing in the world. I'm gonna take care of you. And she's like, "All right, this is great." No, no, that Nothing. guy's gone now. Hey, it just happened that you know your your father, uncle, brother just stabbed my dad in the leg, and we're all gonna die soon.
0: But yeah, I love you. right? I mean, she she gets her dad killed. Let's let's yeah, not she forget. does. <laughs> let's not forget. He fucks up everything. Uh, yeah, but like people say that. The Starks are dumb, and they deserve it. And I, I, I want to disagree with that by saying that that implies that being smart and unethical and immoral is the best thing to be, or the better thing to be. And I don't think that's the case. I think the Starks are rubes, and they're playing a dangerous game, but I don't think they should be uh, vilified for wanting to be moral, honorable people. Like, uh, And this is not just... Sansa I think this is um a criticism that is leveraged against Ned all the time is that oh Ned's so fucking stupid and we've even said it he's when uh Arya uh emerged from the tunnels last week and told him about what she overheard about if one hand can die the next can die too sure uh and he doesn't really take that warning at all but you know he has other things to concern himself with Uh, he's trying to be a good person he even confronts Cersei before um the end of the season Um, without just taking her, he could have just had her arrested and then, uh, been more aggressive, but he, it was important for him to be honorable or moral. He has a moral compass and I don't think anybody should be demonized for that shit because the Lannisters are smart and they are getting the shit kicked out of them in season six. They fucking Cersei's children have been incrementally murdered or destroyed based on the karma that is coming back to fuck with their actions their smart very politically astute actions so uh, uh is it nihilism what can we say here what's the best thing but i i just hate how people give ned shit for being stupid you can i don't say no, i don't think
1: ned was stupid at all he he tried to be moral and ethical in a place where
0: that that can't happen i agree all right, so we all agree. Great, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I hate you. You're dumb. That's that. That's what we want. We want some more controversy. Yeah. All right, so then we go back up to uh, Winterfell, and the- <laughs> fucking Theon yes. uh, sees the greatest yes. character that has ever been invented for the TV. Raz leaving for King's Landing, and he's a little pissy about it. He's like, "Why the fuck are you leaving?" She's like, "Well, fucking Jamie Lannister attacked the hand of the king." Uh, in the streets of King's Landing, there's gonna be a war, all my clients are gonna go south and most of them aren't gonna return. So uh this is just a financial decision. Like she's so ruthlessly like pragmatic. It's I, I, I will agree that watching her a second time, I'm appreciating a little of her uh her decision making ability at least a little bit more.
2: I told you she's ahead of the game. She I mean, is
0: she honestly, is ahead of the game.
2: Yeah. And she's literally on the turn up cart. I mean that, that that was hilarious to make <laughs> um
0: it, it was really funny
2: seeing, you know, Dion be so salty about her leaving, and just he just wanted a peek, just wanted a quick peek at it.
0: Yeah, and she she never he's falls like, Pay in me, any
2: delusions. She bitch delusion.
0: that stick stick
1: around, but she doesn't. You know he's cheap.
0: Yeah, she's like saying, "What am I going to be, uh, Lady? Uh, you know, Greyjoy? Fuck you! I have to look out for myself." And then he, you know, she is ultimately the winner because he wants to see it one more time. Yeah, but JJ, you got to uh, see. Uh, I appreciate they didn't give us a full-on, like, open meat curtain view of Roz's uh, nether region. Jesus. But still, what they did give us was did pretty vulgar. we really vulgar. just used the
2: phrase meat curtain on this podcast?
1: I, I simultaneously have uh, fan fiction up on my phone, so I got full meat curtain view. Like,
2: <laughs> you, got to, you got to see the mud flaps? Oh, yeah, phrase is going to
0: be used? Roast beef hangers? Yeah, I was thinking... God. A roast beef sandwich, like, bee sandwich that was left in a shower uh, after a hairy man took a bath. You realize you're never
1: going to get a girl on this show now, ever.
0: Probably not. Whatever. I best. put out the call, and nobody, absolutely nobody came to it. So, uh, fuck you, ladies. I'm uh, surprised
2: ladies didn't tell us specifically, I will not be on your show.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least we would have got some hate. That would have been good. Um but anyway, yeah, not much is going on in the scene except for Raza spelling it out that there's going to be war and uh, you know, she sees it clearly. So I guess that's it. I mean, we don't get really get I, any I think
2: it also I think do, do think it kinda humanizes uh Theon a little bit because he admits that he will miss her. Um, you know, he doesn't just view her as um as a, a whore. He actually does I think he does care for her to some extent, uh to the extent that he can, but
0: yeah, foolishly. But uh, yes. It was I kind agree.
2: of a tender moment for Theon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, tender little tender moment tender, about yeah. wanting to see her uh, got a tender peak hangers or whatever we said earlier. Gross. Yeah. All right, so where do we go now? The giant
2: cheese. Uh, we go to uh, Ned he's finally sending his daughters to Winterfell. Uh seven, Sansa's crying, uh, Arya's being sassy. Ned finds parenting is still hard um, after he sends them away. He reopens the Ponderous Tome that is the uh, the history of the kings in, in King's Landing. And uh, the phrase – I think it was actually Sansa using the phrase blonde hair that, that caused him to think, oh, wait, maybe something. – Golden-haired baby. Yeah. Uh, so then the Baratheons uh, – he looks through and realizes all the Baratheons all have black hair. Uh, Jaffa's golden-haired. And so I think that is when it dawns on him exactly what's going on here. Uh, I think that was actually the the aha moment. And I don't know, when I watched the show originally, I'm not sure I even figured out what was going on in the scene. (laughs) But if you are Rob, when when Ned and Rob
1: were in the very beginning of the show, Rob even, Robert said, uh, the golden-haired family and the golden-haired kids and all that stuff. Yeah. So he, he said it again early on, and then it was reiterated at the end of the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, the what I want to point out is that we get this amazing exchange that's ripped right from the books in which um, Ned says... Uh, so Sansa's upset that she's not going to marry the prince and Ned says, no, I'll find a better match for you, someone who's brave and gentle and strong. And she says, I don't want someone who's brave and gentle and strong. I want Joffrey. Um, yeah. That's a great fucking line. And then she's, uh, you know... Uh, Arya points out that, you know, the symbol is not the lion, it's the stag and she says, "No, he's nothing like his father." Um and that's what really triggers uh Ned. I mean, all these things trigger it in Ned, but yeah. um uh you know, this is where we get the aha epiphany. Uh but I like how Ned had to read from that epitone or whatever that uh, that huge ponderous tome of the lineages out loud for the benefit of the people that still didn't get what's going to happen. Uh, by Lack that, I of mean hair. Brian.
2: Black of hair. Yeah, maybe I'm the Rube. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, people, people criticize the Martin genetics, um, and it's just a plot device. I mean, get over it. Yeah, we don't know that there's been a uh, an
2: analog to Gregor Mendeleev in the Winterfell or, or in the Westeros, you know?
0: What the fuck is that reference? The man who uh, first... Oh,
2: come on. You guys don't know Mendeleev? Come on. Please explain yourself, uh, or else it's... a you know, table or something. No, no, he's uh supposedly <laughs> the one table. who <laughs> periodic table. Never mind. Move, move on. No, no, Look up Wikipedia.
0: You have to tell us. Oh,
2: no, he's the gentleman who uh the supposedly came up with the concept of of chromosomes or that that he did expla- he experiments to have a bunch of on animals to have sex with each other. Oh, Jesus Christ! I don't. Even okay, we're cutting <laughs> all that. <Move> it on.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, then we go to Horsey Town again, and there's a rave going on, much like the fucking uh, a scene from that one of the shittier uh, Matrix movies. Hollywood, this
2: all of them, other than the first one.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hollywood just doesn't. Dare. Hollywood just doesn't know how to portray like partying, um, any other way besides a Hollywood party, <laughs> in which there's just like beautiful people, uh, fucking like dancing by themselves. It's it's ridiculous and dumb. But everybody's smiling and laughing and dancing, and you know, since it's Game of Thrones, or you're going to learn, that this means that everything is about to turn to shit. And yes. the rightful king of Westeros comes stumbling in after a few too many Bay Breezes and demands to see his sister for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would his drink be? Did he drink Cosmos, maybe? I said Bay Breeze. Maybe uh, Sea bay Breeze? Yeah. He's a hardcore yeah. dude, man.
2: Why
0: you got to go... The coconut? The are, just coconut you... rum?
2: He went and hoarded Zima before it went off the market. Don't act like you three didn't, you
1: two
0: didn't drink that with me in college. All right. All right. Well, maybe we did, but we're not going to admit it here. All right. So for some reason, he's demanding to see his sister. Um, but you know, he talks to Cal Drogo, and eventually he pulls out his blade, and people start hissing, much like they did in season five when uh Danny you know killed some rando. Uh, but you get the hiss, and I was wondering. Do people really hiss in real life? Is is that a thing that people actually happen?
1: I did it today at the grocery store when somebody took my mango. (laughs) Did somebody steal a mango from you? We both reached for it, and she got it, so I hissed at her.
0: And And then I gave her a
1: badge of honor. (laughs) Jesus.
2: All right, so anyway. When I'm doing my snake impression, I do it a lot. Yeah,
0: Uh, when you're speaking Parseltongue from Harry Potter? I
2: don't do that. Uh I do think that people actually instead of booing, I think people did actually used to hiss, but I could be completely no, wrong. No, I about think that.
0: they must have because, you know, they always have this thing like boo hiss is like a uh thing uh of what audiences used to do. So but just because it hasn't been something that's happened in our lifetime, I think it's like ridiculous, right? It just comes off as kind of being weird. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like what? What, the, what does that you do mean? Do realize Westeros is like a,
1: a different world? And
0: no, you, it's historically you accurate. Did. You piece of fucking shit. All right, this is what they refer to as the Dark Ages. Okay, so anyway, he comes in with a, he <laughs> pulls out his sword with this, which is sacrilege in this holy place, uh, and he threatens Danny and says he wants his crown that was rightfully promised by Drogo, and Drogo agrees with him, so he puts away his sword and his boys immediately break his arm because they can't shed any blood, uh, and they don't, but they still manage to kill him by melting one of Drogo's gold belts, like a WWE belt, into a pot of stew. Somehow it liquefies very quickly, and they pour it on top of his head. <laughs> Almost instantaneously, yeah. Yep. Um, the hottest stew known to man. And it was weird because like, without like even a word of Dothraki, the girl... One of the girls goes over to the stew pot and empties it out. Like, okay, well, this situation has happened a million times. Uh, you know, somebody pulled it's out a sword, so I need to her out the stew so he can make a golden pot to pour it on his head. It does seem a little weird. Um, and what the fuck are they going to do for dinner now that she poured out all the stew? Yeah, I don't know. That's, Maybe that's just standard practice, liquid dinner going forward. Stew. Just more beers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Danny watches very impassively. Like she just is not feeling it. It's kind of like when she broke up with Dario. It's not really touching her. She's kind of like in this weird, um, you know, sociopathic uh, place where she's just kind yeah, of observing I, it.
1: Yeah, she's kind of an awful person.
0: Yeah, that, no, she definitely is. I, I'm more more convinced that she's going to be the bad guy of this whole story. That's her brother. There's only how many Targaryens left in
1: the in the show world. Right, There's sure, two. he slapped Aemon, her around and pinched her. Up the
0: wall. Yeah, he, he pinched her titty. He, he's an awful person, but still, she's... There's he two only. Left and he's one of them, right? She, he is her only family. Um, I, I go the other way on this. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I
2: thought I, I think she knew it had to happen. Uh, for, uh, because he, it,
0: it, clearly, he was not going anywhere. I mean, I don't think there's any right. question. He was about a that. problem, but he, I would think you could just like cripple him and send him like back no, home no, to no, Illyrios no. or something. I don't know. Something you guys are defending.
2: This. I mean, he beat her, and he just put a sword to her. Her her baby were her womb. I mean Yeah, but I, he's I a bro. That were-
1: and that, that's that's <laughs> penalty of death. Just go ahead and kill him.
2: Kill oh, your I, only
1: I, brother in the whole world that you guys have nothing else.
2: After the lifetime of that? Yeah, why not? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't I don't just. Dis- I, I agree with her decision to stand there. I mean that she did um she didn't I, I don't think she was kind of passive about it. I think that she was um she was kind of taking she knew what this meant and she was taking it in and she was, um, how would I just say it? She realized she's the gravity of the person. situation and she's forcing herself to watch it, even though she knows it will be awful. Um, but I, I
0: disagree with you guys on that.
1: I can't wait for Jon Snow to stab her in the
0: heart. It's going to happen. And that's going to make light bring her to stabbing that bitch in the heart. I don't know. Uh, I will say that I, I, I see your point, Brian, um, that, you know, she has every right to hate this guy. Um, He's the one who, you know, for all intents and purposes, sold her into slavery, which is why she frees slaves and stuff, because yes. um, she was considered, basically, she was a slave by being sold to Khal Drogo as a wife. Um, so he doesn't give a shit about her. No, he doesn't he, at all. He, he said that he would have every single
2: one of the Dothraki and their horses fuck her as long as he could become king. Yeah, that right, but that's all that's all
0: that's all noise because he can't make that shit happen because no one listens to him he's he's it's like we've all have like a shitty relative or cousin or uncle that like is just a complete piece of shit but they're kind of pathetic so like you still even though they're a terrible person you don't lower yourself to their level to be a terrible person as well like they're still your family i don't know i'm not going to defend her too much i just want to say that i think the way she handled this situation was very similar to how she said goodbye to, um, super Dario brother in the, in season six, kind of <laughs> like without any kind of pain. Like if she would have just like had a tear in her eye, but was resolute, I think I would have been, uh, identified with her a little bit more. Like, if she would have really like felt the consequence of this, but she, it's it almost seems like she felt nothing. Just like when she broke up with I her quote unquote.
2: I, I think that was her stealing her face and, forcing herself to watch it and that's her recognition of the gra- the gravity of it. I don't know, like, she says That's the way uh, I interpret it.
0: The dr- she know. had more trouble
1: eating a heart of a horse than she did watching her brother get killed in front of her. All Thank right? you very like much,
0: this- um, Jermaine.
1: <clears throat> oh, wait. Ow, 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 ow. I have a series, my only brother in the world. Have fun with your gold head.
0: yeah So After he sold gets-
1: you
2: into slavery and he beat the shit out of you all the time. Good <laughs> yeah. luck
0: but I, I did like how um the his screams were kind of au- not authentic but they were pretty over the top like ah! like uh it yeah. seemed like he was really selling it there how much he was dying.
2: Um when this uh, when this happened on the show somebody uh put out a, a, a thing on on Facebook a picture uh calling it the gold, the gold bucket challenge it was contemporaneous <laughs> with the Ice Bucket Challenge. I thought that was funny.
0: It was not contemporaneous with the Ice Bucket Challenge. The Ice Bucket Challenge happened, like, within the past oh, three I'm sorry. years. This is, like, at least six years old now because this When not... the
2: Ice Bucket Challenge happened, somebody put out the Gold Bucket Challenge. Yeah, I wish
0: most Son people that engaged bitch. in the Ice Bucket Challenge would have done this. Would have saved this a lot of trouble. And those people doing the, um, you know, honor your spouse fucking challenge, they should also get this as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's give our scores. So, uh, yeah, I guess I enjoyed this episode. It was solid. Um, so I'm going to give it just north of average. for So for average for us, it's a five-point scale with a .5 uh, <laughs> increment, so that's 10 points. I'm going to go just north of halfway and say 3.0. Jermaine or Brian? Uh,
2: I'm going to have to defer to Jermaine. I hadn't thought this out.
0: Go ahead. What do uh- you think?
1: I think I'm going to use a mythical creature scale and I'll give this 4 goblins on a scale of uh, no monsters to crazy monsters.
0: Okay, I have no idea Wait. what that means because I, yeah, I don't know whether goblins good. are good or bad. Yeah, you Well, and you have on to top of that, out.
2: is it a quantitative scale or is it a qualitative scale?
0: Yeah. Are we talking numbers or degrees of <laughs> types degree. of
2: tri- or types of monsters or is it yes. number of monsters?
0: All of it. Oh man! I'm gonna interpret that as a uh, two. Okay, go ahead, Brian. God, I don't know. Um, Put it in I context, think, at least of this season. Like, just you know, I, obviously we're we're watching these again. You're not. It's not the first time you've seen this. But did you enjoy watching this episode compared to what we've watched previously? I did, but the heart
2: scene was was really gross. Um... <laughs> You're such a baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's <It> fine. <laughs>
0: Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay, I'm gonna. That's pretty good. Like I enjoy a nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich, so I'm gonna say the 3.0 as well. All right, so that's overall uh, slightly positive, above average for this episode. So look, this- I'll say
1: this. I'll say this. As only a show watcher, the reason I got hooked is because every show just had me like, "What the hell's going on?" I just kept watching more and more. So I really don't have a bad episode in this first season because it just it it got me.
0: I will say that this first season was probably the most solid season. Um, I, I'm sure, like uh, when they started to get into the Storm of Swords stuff, which is season three and four, uh, it was all great, great moments in that book. that That book was amazing. So, uh, Jermaine, if you haven't read the books, I would at least recommend reading the first three because they are pretty great. But
2: um, no, that'll, that'll also be your first book, so that will be a
0: big, big moment for you. Yeah, take your I'll time. Spell it out. <laughs> I'll wait for one of you to teach me how
1: to read, and then we're on.
0: All right. Anything else to add, gentlemen? Uh, no. Th- I, Jermaine, thank you for joining us.
2: I can't wait to give both of you a,
0: a badge of honor. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. I've, I've said this for the past three weeks, and nobody has fucking done a goddamn thing. So thank you for that. Uh, but uh, we're going to still trudge on, and we will be back Next Tuesday for uh, Season 1, Episode 7 Review. I have no idea what it's called, no idea what's coming, but I'm sure it'll be great. So for Brian and our special guest Jermaine, this is Doug saying see you next Tuesday and I am sorry.